Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with myself and Coach Carney. Welcome, Carney. Hi everybody, thank you. So we're going to talk about something that's very um, close to me and not only because it's one of my favourite subjects, not only because I work with my a lot of my clients on this, but I'm also personally very close to it. Um, so it's around emotions. Um, and I don't know if you know, Paul, but I am quite an emotional person. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) What I might do here is plead the fifth amendment and (laughs) reserve the right to remain silent. Good choice. (laughs) You know, I look back on my life and there were times where I got, I was so caught up in emotion and so driven by emotion that I didn't know that I had a choice in how I behaved. And I wasn't wise to that. And the outcome of being so emotionally driven hasn't always worked in my favour. The things I'm most proud of that I look back and I think, well, they were driven more by my values and my purpose Mm. and I made these decisions with intention and the emotion, even though there were emotions that that came up, they didn't dictate what I actually did. Mm. And, you know, emotions, <clears throat> they're part of being human and we wouldn't have survived as a human race without them and they, they've served a huge purpose for us. It's just in our modern world because our environment has changed, they often don't serve us well. Yeah, and I think um, adding in a bit of neuroscience here, um, I remember working years ago with Evian Gordon, Roy Sugarman from the Brain Sciences Institute, and, and they showed me their model, the integrate model of the brain. Um, and it's basically non-conscious emotion processing happens first in the brain. So whenever anything significant happens around you, the first response in the brain is an emotional response. And right. it's driven by the two main drivers that everybody has. These are subconscious drivers of behavior to minimize danger or threat and to maximize reward. And so you will instantly, what happens is all that sensory information comes in and your brain um, spits it to the amygdala, the center of emotional processing at first. So it gets like 1920s quality Charlie Chaplin type movie, but it gets it super quick. And the rest of the brain gets enriched Blu-ray sort of quality or eight HD quality, but it takes slower. So emotions precede and influence our conscious thoughts and feelings. Gosh, isn't that amazing? And so even having that knowledge means that we can then do something about it and not allow our emotions to to not get entangled up with them and allow them to kind of be the driver. Yeah, and and so the people who understand this right from the outset, um, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I assume you're going to talk about ways that we can manage or regulate emotions. But when you use self-regulatory strategies, um, it creates a feedback loop over time. And what happens is you can change how the amygdala actually responds. So for instance, just for, for, for people's knowledge, if you were born in a really harsh environment, or even if your mom had a massively stressful third trimester, um, you can be born with an enlarged amygdala, right? That is hypervigilant to threat. And that's an amazing response 
to mum being stressed in the third trimester because that's saying, be on your guard, this is a dangerous world, right? Mm. Um, or you can be born with a normal amygdala and have a shithouse childhood and you develop an enlarged hypervigilant amygdala. So there are people that we all know who are quite emotional and they don't do it just to piss you off. That is the way their brain has been wired, either from time in the third trimester, mix of that in genetics or early life stress or severe trauma at some stage in their life. All of those can make the amygdala bigger and more sensitive. But we now know using self-regulation that you can actually reduce the size and the intensity of the, of, of the amygdala, the hypervigilance. Wow, that's amazing. We are all just so unique, aren't we? And it just it just explains why some people's emotional reactions to things, if they're different to yours and you don't understand why they've reacted that way, it's like we're all different. We've all had our unique experiences. That's great. Yeah, but we can incredible. all change. I think that's the Yes. It's not an excuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So when we can create some space between ourselves and our emotions, uh, we can then start to notice them with curiosity rather than getting tangled up in them. And when we can create that space, it allows us to respond rather than react. Um, So this is a skill to keep practising and it doesn't mean that we're always going to have that space, but if we can recognise it and practise creating it, that's when we can live the life of the person that we really want to be because when there's no space, Mm. that's when we react and we end up behaving in this way that we regret because once we calm down, once that amygdala calms down, then we realise, actually, that's not who I am. That's not who yeah. I want to be. You know, it, when there's no pause or no space, we give up this power to choose how we want to respond and how we want to show up in this particular moment. So, you know, instead uh, the emotion has the power and it dictates our response. Yeah, and and, and I guess this is the the, the core driver of, of ACT and Japanese psychology yeah, is that whole idea of that space? And Viktor Frankl talked about it independently, right? Yes. Um, but just a, a little story to interject here: the the Stoic philosophers. Uh, I'm sure the listeners knew I'd bring Stoicism in somehow. <laughs> but they um, described um, uh, they described anger as temporary insanity. Yeah. And, and, and for me, that just stuck in my head. And and as you know, we have a 17-year-old girl who can be very, very skilled at pushing my buttons, right? <laughs> and and I remember, I discussed this this whole thing of anger, and I remember once, it was a few months ago, we were in the kitchen, and she was just pushing my buttons, and I just felt the red mist descend, right? And I just went to, to unload on her, um, verbally, not physically. Uh, and something in my brain just went, you're about to go temporarily insane. Yeah, and then actually made me laugh, and I told Kira, and we both laughed, and it completely diffused the situation. But it was that little, and it was just a micro space of my mm. brain going, "You're going to go temporarily insane." That was the space that allowed me to choose how to react. Right, so it's that yeah. little thing. We all feel it. That red mist descends, and then we just react. But as Viktor Frankl says, in between stimulus and response is is this space and 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 the space to choose, and in that lies our freedom. Yeah, because it can affect how we live. If we are emotionally driven, it affects our relationships, our family, our work, our friends, our health. 
you know, you uh, they call it emotional eating. Mm. So, you know, to to bring in control and to be able to choose how you respond is incredibly powerful and is going to have such a positive effect on our lives. But even with um, the whole positive thinking too, you know, it's it's almost it's you know that we're talking about emotional um, showing your emotions and and mm. reacting to them. A lot of us bottle our emotions inside and think, right, I've only got to be positive. I've got to just think positively. I've got to feel positive, and that's that's not a realistic way to live, and it's exhausting. Mm. So you know that. Um, Actually, can I tell a story on that? Yes, you can. Um, and it's only because I watched the All Blacks absolutely slaughter the wallabies last night in the rugby and and so it's kind of top of mind i did a talk for aia vitality two years ago in new zealand um and it was part of a a conference i was one of the keynotes another one of the keynotes was a guy called gilbert inoka and he stood up and he wrote two numbers on the board and i can't quite remember the numbers but one was maybe 530 and the other one was 280 or something like that and he went the top number is the amount of tests that the all blacks have ever played he said the bottom number is the amount of tests that i've been involved in right so he's the mental skills coach of the all blacks which recognizes the best sporting team on the face of the planet. I know a lot of Aussies don't like to hear it, but the data shows that. But he talked about thinking and he said, clearly in a stressful situation, negative thinking is no good. But he says, positive thinking is just wishy-washy bullshit. What you need in those situations is clear thinking. And he showed a number of examples of this from when the All Blacks were massively under pressure and told us what was going on behind the scenes. And and it was just amazing. So that whole, yeah, there's there's a lot of this light and positive and blah, 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 that just really is not helpful sometimes. No, Susan David actually describes it as gaslighting yourself, which is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) So, So what can we do to create this space? Well, uh, let's go through that next. Let's go through that next week. I'm only joking, listeners. I'm only <laughs> joking. <laughs> Sorry, I, think, I couldn't resist. All right, I'm gonna. I'll just ignore you. So, listening to the language that we use is one thing. So, you know, we often say, "I feel sad," "I feel anxious." So, changing your language around this to notice how you feel. So rather than I feel anxious, you can say I notice anxiety. And that takes, it kind of takes that self out of it. I'm noticing something or oh, there's anxiety. You can mm. hear the difference there. Yeah. Um, using Marita therapy's approach, you know, our emotions, uh, Marita therapy is about leading a purpose-driven life, not an emotionally driven life. We don't ignore emotions in Marita therapy, but we coexist with them. So they're there, we take them along for the ride, you know, we can pack them in a little suitcase and carry them along with us or put them in our back pocket, but we don't put our attention on them. And what we put our attention on is our purpose in the moment or our values of what is important to me in this moment. And it's very, very important to create that space to be able to have that rational thinking, even for you, like it was a split second, but you've pra- mm. been practicing this skill for so long that you want it then to, to come in without having to put too much time and effort into it. Yeah, no, that's very cool. That that first one that you you mentioned about the language that we use, 
I haven't told you this. I, I read a very cool research paper this week that um, aligns with a lot of the stuff that we talk about. And, and it talked about the benefits of talking to yourself using your own name, right? right. So if I'm feeling stressed in my head, I'd go, ah, I've noticed Paul is feeling stressed. That's really quite interesting, right? And it's been shown that it works really well for kids and it works equally well for adults, right? It is that that when you talk to yourself using your name, that is another self-distancing technique, right? Um, you know, we like to use the sage and the gremlin. And, yeah. and you know, what would my sage do? This is a similar one, but I, I just, I actually had the thought that you could combine the two of them and you could channel your sage and go, ah, Paul, I've, I've, I've noticed that you are feeling angry or whatever it might be. Here's what I would advise that you do, right? So I think yeah, either I of that. those or a combination of them where you channel the sage and you talk to yourself. And I remember playing so playing soccer and a man of mine, Simsy, he used to talk to himself on the pitch all the time and go, fucking come on, Simsy, you dickhead. And I would do that. <laughs> I'd talk to myself, right? I call myself the monkey and I'll go, come on, monkey, fucking harden up, right? And it's like, and I'm like, oh, he does that too. But that whole thing of talking to yourself, particularly under stress, using a name or a nickname, is a really valid technique uh, around that self-distancing. And that oh, just yeah. creates the space where, where the amygdala doesn't own us, right? And and yeah. sorry to, 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 to go on about this, but the neuroscientist Antonio Damasio showed that when you get highly emotional, your amygdala um, can secrete chemicals out that shut down your frontal lobes. Basically, your amygdala says to the frontal lobes, talk to the hand, I'm in control of this brain, right? He called it amygdala hijack. We know it is losing our shit, right? Yeah. And that's what's happening. But what he also showed, those chemicals last less than half a second. So mm. all you need is that little pause. And that brings into what your grandmother used to say, take a breath. Take yeah. a breath. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsors. You can use your senses. <clears throat> oh, yes, it's brilliant. So, yeah, you can take a breath. You can use your visual. So look for five things. Like I always say, look for five things of colour blue. Um, what can you hear? What can you smell? What can you taste? And what that does is it mindfully brings you into the present moment and it allows you to then have that space where you can go, right, what's important in this moment? What do I do? need to do? And then you take that next step that action but using your senses because this is a mindfulness technique you have to be able to get into the present moment to then rationally think about how you're going to choose to respond yeah and, and look if anybody wants to road test this that that attention thing is so powerful and yeah. people go Ugh. but here's a here's a little thing you can do is jump into an ice bath or a freezing cold shower and and just just afterwards notice how horrible it was and then you're going to get in again but as soon as the water turned cold to that hit you you're just going to look for the color blue and then you look for three different colors and see how many of them you can see and you will notice there in that that like really physically stressful situation you'll notice a massive difference when you start to use that that attention. Yeah. i used it whenever you talked about it and it's a game changer 
Everything comes back to the cold. (laughs) (laughs) The cold and the stoics. Yeah. I just wanted to say one other thing because when we're feeling really intense emotions and and we find it really, really hard to to do these things, you can, you know, things like exercise are going to burn up stress hormone. Um, You know, a Wim Hof breathing or or a breathing, you know, a yoga technique um, breathing, um, journaling as well. Mm. I find even mindful journaling where rather than writing down your thoughts and emotions, you just write down what you can see, what you can hear, and that brings you into the present moment. So even with intense emotions, there are things you can do. You always have a choice. Yeah. And and actually, you've just reminded me, now I, th- this this one is, is going on, so we'll do this next week. Let's talk about discharge, recharge, reframe, and how you package yeah everything we've talked about today and some other stuff and and bring it into a little package to to deal with stressful situations but i think i i think that's plenty for this week um yep. so there's your homework people is to um just experiments not homework experiments experiments, experiments. <laughs> sorry stand corrected there is your experiment around the emotion is first of all notice it notice the amygdala hijack and see if you can shift your attention or stick your emotions in your back pocket and take them along the, the journey with you, but act with per- aligning with your purpose and your values. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Cool bananas. Catch you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye.